With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside. Never forget the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios as we get set for a huge Friday night full of the NBA, full of all our NFL bold predictions, the return of our upset specials, which, you know, not saying nothing, but we do pretty good on our upset specials year to year. I'm not saying I recommend you follow and gamble with my advice, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, we do pretty well on stuff like this. So Why, did you just, just throw just a big that. boot on the table there? No, I'm just a giant stone cold <laughs> lock of the week? <laughs> when I say I'm all in, fellas, I'm all in. And then the Kool-Aid man comes crashing through oh, the sidewall. Yeah. I am all in. 
It's either uh, that or Road Warrior Animal shows up going, what a rush. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, I thought you meant Animal like from The Muppet Show. That's, I, I thought, well, I'm sorry I mean, about that. I they, no, that's... he would be yelling want woman and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. Yeah, we got to be careful. Uh, just really quick, because uh, I'm in an extra special good mood. I'm always in a great mood, but I'm in an extra special great mood tonight because it looks like the Mets are going to win. Uh, you they're up 17-1 <laughs> in the ninth inning. Now, it still could go either way. The Blue Jays still have to bat, but it looks like the Mets are going to win tonight. Jacob uh, DeGrom, baby. But I understand, well, it's, if we can't win on DeGrom Day, what, what day can we win? Well, I mean, you just really want to celebrate DeGrom Day when you can <laughs> is really the point I was trying to make. Uh, however, Mike's Celtics, your Celtics My and the Celtics. Raptors, game seven right now. The Celtics got out to a big early lead. The Raptors have not only cut into it, they have now taken the lead over Boston 35-29. to 29. Fred Van Vliet, who was just counting money in his head every night in the bubble, <laughs> uh, leading the way with 10 points for the Raptors. Uh, Jason Tatum has nine, and so far no turnovers for the Celtics. Uh, man, very early in this, yeah. eight and a half to go in the second quarter. But, hey, all our eyes are on this. It's game seven. It's either your Celtics against my Heat or it's the Raptors against the Heat. And we get to talk about how, you know, how great is Kawhi Leonard really? Because considering when we talked about that a few days ago, all the other shows that took that in the next couple of days, I, I feel good that we can bookend the week with it. We start it, let other shows do it, and then we can use it at the end. Well, a lot of folks decided they wanted to debate. I mean, they got your phone number. I mean, <laughs> oh sure, they got my phone number. I mean, yeah. we had this conversation. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call hard. We, we don't hide from coming in and <laughs> and discussing. Uh, well, what we discussed on the show, but it, it was a fun game. We'll get to to Denver Clippers in a moment. There, there's a song called "The Stations" by my guy Dooley uh, as part of the Gutter Twins with Lanigan, and uh, I don't know what that a, means, a but line, sure. That says, I hear the rapture's coming. But my kids always misunderstood it as raptors coming, so we'll have to write a parody song should the raptors come back and win this series. Well, the whole thing with the rapture coming, instead it could be the raptors. Instead of the the whole thing. That's what they always heard it, and they thought it was like some tribute to Jurassic Park or something, you know, out of Sharknado or something that had gone amok. Have they they ever done the uh, Blondie version of rapture to raptors? I don't Raptors. think so. If they haven't, they should. Because I mean, that, that, that would be pretty good. Exactly. Oh, you, she would do it in a second. Hey, Blondie, we'd like you to. Are you going to pay me? No, but we'll play your song and you'll get some, some well, kind I of I mean, you'll get paid attention. on the downloads. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll have it for you. Who are the players I need to mention on your team? Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, Anunobi. How do I rhyme? On? Okay. Nobody is better than Anunobi. Okay, great. I got it. Uh, Siakam. All right, I'll work on that one. Van Vliet, really? Okay, all well, right. He's These Fab are... Five Freddy uh, in, in this scenario. You know, we, we don't have to change everything. Oh, that's true. He you could just be give just the guys that... their own nicknames uh, you know, in <laughs> parallel to what was in the original song. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, meanwhile, in a bit of a shocker, Denver forces game six. They beat the Clippers 111-105. The Clippers blow a big lead in this game, 16 at one point. And the Nuggets reel them in with a huge fourth quarter to win 111-105. And, you know, the micro and macro look at this is is two things. The micro look is why did this happen? Well, if you listen to our show earlier this week, we told exactly why the Clippers were winning, why they were up 3-1. They stopped Jamal Murray. 
Right? Jamal Murray, a guy who went for 30, 40, and 50 points in the first round. The guy's becoming an absolute star. They've held him down in this series so far. He had three games with less than 20 points. All three of those games, the Clippers won. The two games, Jamal Murray was up over 20 points, including 26 today. The Nuggets win. He couldn't get to the hoop a lot, but instead he hit five for seven out of three-point range. They got hot in the second half, hitting threes, and now the Nuggets have forced game six. It's that simple. If you stop Jamal Murray, you stop the Nuggets. The Clippers today were not able to stop him, so this is why the series is going on. That's the micro look. And you know, Now, Harmon, the macro look is this, is the Clippers have never been to a conference final. Right, they got to they got to break that glass ceiling at some point yeah. uh, to get to get to a conference final. And I am stunned they could not put this game away. I am absolutely stunned they couldn't do it. No killer instinct in this game. They were up big. It was done. The Nuggets should have been saying, "Okay, hey, it was great. We're leaving the bubble now. We're gone." But instead, the Clippers give this game back to the Nuggets. And it's not like the Nuggets were red hot. It's not like the Nuggets came out. The the Clippers just did not have a killer instinct, and they frittered away a lead, and they couldn't make big shots, and they gave this game away to the Nuggets. That's what's most uh, concerning for me. Not the fact that, well, hey, the Nuggets shot 57% from the floor. All right, great. No, the, the, the Clippers had lead. They had everything, and they still gave the game away. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a scoring drought that started after a Harold make uh, at 11-17 of the fourth. They didn't score again, you know, for, for nearly, what, a little over two two minutes, and then it was a long drought again where they got to 86. So, I mean, you're talking about putting up all of, what, six points in the first five-plus minutes uh, of the fourth quarter. And the Nuggets kept fighting, played some defense, actual making making of stops. And, and this is where it gets interesting because Michael Porter Jr., when last we, we talked about him, he was getting in trouble for, you know, talking out of school, right? And having sitting there with his little backpack like he was going to kindergarten and saying we need other people to step up and make plays. And, look, he'd had 15 points, including a 13-point second quarter, and then he didn't score again because he didn't really see the ball. And everybody got mad at him, and you and I, all right, might not be the best way to do this, but what he's saying isn't wrong. (laughs) And sure enough, he had a pretty miserable offensive game, but down the stretch played big defense. And when the game was on the line, as we're in crunch time, much like Caruso with the crazy-ass shot for the Lakers yesterday, right, Uh, and and TNT coming off the bench, that that he gets it done, that – you know, same thing, Porter, all of a sudden, he's got five points in the final minutes, including a big three-point make uh, that snatches the victory away from the Clippers. So they, they had him in, in prime position, and in the fourth quarter, operation shutdown. Absolutely uh, a miserable effort from the Clippers, despite a little bit of a shooting barrage down the end by Kawhi Leonard, but it was too little too late. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Now, there's a big story that's starting to brew this weekend that's getting into the world of sports. Uh, as the look, the wildfires across the West Coast and, and especially in the Pacific, the Pacific Northwest are really just playing all kinds of havoc. They're deadly. Uh, it, it is really something. And, and you and I here in Southern California, we've seen what our air quality has been like mm-hmm. the past couple of days. I, I'd send pictures to my family. If there were two suns in the sky, you'd think it was Tatooine. It, it's no, the, that's the, it, 
right? The ash is everywhere. People writing profane messages on the back of cars up and down streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're writing go to Terminus, uh, you know, no Terminus, no salvation. They're writing the whole thing from Walking Dead, which is pretty funny, but I'd rather they're not. Last season for The Walking Dead, too. You can finally put that to bed, too. Yeah, about time. Uh, so now, look, the AQI, the, the air quality index, is when it's under 150 means that, in case you don't know, under 150 means the air is, is, is good, it's okay. Uh, above 150 means it is bad for the general population. When it gets over 200, the air quality means uh, that many groups, it is a very unhealthy AQI, and that would trigger a health alert signifying that everyone may experience very serious health effects. So the air quality that we're having right now is, is awful. Like I said, you look up in the sky and you see it's just, it's haze. It's, 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 that, it's that muted yellow and, and orange, and, and especially when you see a picture of what's going on in the Pacific Northwest and Oregon and all of these things. And, you know, we're de- that's the biggest news story of, of the past few days. And it's getting into sports now because what's going to happen on Sunday with the National Football League? And are they going to be able to play? And already the Niners-Arizona Cardinals game is up in the air with bad air quality. Sure. I, I can't say I was thrilled today to find out that the 49ers practiced. Air quality index is over 150. You would never send your kid out in 150. I was out running errands today and I came back in the house and my lungs felt like I stood. I was standing over a fire at a camp for like two and a half hours because that's kind of what it feels like when you go out when it's bad air quality. And I can't believe the 49ers practiced. And Kyle Shanahan says, well, some guys couldn't go because, you know, health things. So uh, we, if, it, if it got up, you know, uh, up over 200, we would have we redone some things. 200 is like a general, hey, everybody stay indoors. You can't, you can't go outside. This is really unsafe. And I can't believe the 49ers actually practiced. Which, But this takes me back when it comes to players' health. You have seen the NFL now the past couple of days all right they've done nothing for the air quality this situation here about maybe rerouting the game playing it someplace else safer and two you know you go back to no COVID tests on game day we can't possibly have players sit out and miss games no no no. on on that day the game is more important than health and so this is like the latest thing where the NFL is basically sitting here saying yeah you know players health is kind of an ish factor here you know we yeah we could talk about health but but really what is it really is if it's over 150 is that that big a deal. If it's 175, is that big a deal? Like, what really happens at 200 when the AQI gets that high? I really, it's just stunning that this is where we're at, and and who knows, up and down the coast, if if we're going to be able to play games uh, over the course of this weekend. Yeah, you and I will continue to battle over the game day test. We're on opposite sides of that having some deeper, darker, sinister meeting uh, in all of this. The And when we talk about air quality, certainly we had events canceled, right? My daughter's been doing her soccer practice. You know, they have one crew come in for an hour, and then they disinfect the balls and everything, and then the other half goes. Yesterday we got the call. Uh, there's no practice. The air quality is miserable. Uh, but they're also not getting paid. So I, I, I guess I'm not surprised that the show went on uh, to some degree. And not being a doctor, I don't know what the, I mean, short term, obviously, you talk about breathing it in and uh, being in the studio yesterday, you know, in our, our home office there in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, you can smell it. It tastes like burning. I felt like Ralph, Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> it tastes I woke, like I woke up and my, my throat was a little bit sore, but yeah. I didn't know if that was four hours of yelling at you plus the I Want Your Flex podcast with Buyer that by the time I was done, I was just, I 
yelled so much I was sore uh, versus, you know what, that probably was not a good idea sitting there for five and a half, six hours, as much water as I tried to consume that it still hurt my throat. You know, the players, this is this is where you also have to try to try to flex a little bit. Right. You, you've got you're making your your points on a lot of big, big topics and social uh, and, and racial and, and all of these things. You know, if you, if you don't think you're you're feeling that the the practice should go on, this this is where as a group, you flip your helmets to the side, and be like, Coach, you're nuts. Coach, come on, man, you're killing. Like, hey, coach, it's the AQ. It's it's all, Coach. No one's going out to run errands, and you want us running around. And uh, you know, and the thing is, you could easily move the game. It's not you have to. Oh, well, the home fan. There's you don't no, have to worry about fans. You don't worry yeah. about it. You don't have to worry. You can move the game. It's it's if anything can tell us. If any year, boy, boy, we, no, you can move games and play them anywhere. That you got a hundred yards and an out of bounds that doesn't end in a brick wall. You can have a football game there. It yeah, really but, doesn't matter. But you know, it also gets back into if you start doing that. Now we're adding in the variables of travel and extra travel and all of those things. You know, for especially you know. Obviously, one team's traveling to the the site, but you're putting one more team in play. So, Mm. you know, you can make that argument as well. Uh, Either way, it's something we're watching certainly for week one here to see how it uh, affects things. The 49ers already down a number of players due to injury uh, and questionable tags uh, for others this weekend. So a game that we've certainly got our eyes on and we'll be talking throughout the night. But, yeah, you add add the fires to things, certainly – uh, what else can come up at this point? I know, right? I, it's a, I, I, okay, <laughs> we got pestilence, we got famine. What, what are the four horses, horsemen of the apocalypse? You see the four horsemen rise. Who knows? Metallica blaring in the background. Let me who tell knows? you. You know, you know what I read the other? It was really funny. I read the other day when someone was saying, "You know what happened to the murder hornets?" Right? The murder hornets were yeah. supposed to you know, be right because that's been a fun run. thing. What about the murder hornets? And uh, somebody on Facebook uh, wrote, "I feel like time travel is actually possible." and someone's been going back to try to prevent everything going on in 2020 and when they do it you unleash something else like okay well you know I fixed this but oh but here come the murder hornets oh we can't have murder hornets so they go back in time all right let's get rid of the murder hornets now we get something else and we get something because you keep changing what the future is going to be it's all inspired the murder hornets are gone yeah all inspired by the time (laughs) heist in the Avengers Mm. Uh, and then you uh, have you know baby Paul Rudd uh, running around, or, or old man Paul Rudd, but it's interesting, right? Because immediately in the in the aftermath becomes the the clamoring about climate change. No, in particular, there's one fire, and it doesn't account for everything. And, and and I don't deny climate change. However, bad forestry management and mm. idiots <laughs> blowing things up with their gender reveals are, are to blame for part of this, okay? It's Mike Harmon's new album, environments. Mike Harmon's new album, Bad Forestry, is going to be out coming up later on this week. Bad Forestry hey, Management. Hey, look it up. There's research to this effect, man. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. 
They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Boy, I'll tell you, Mike, watching tonight and watching the Clippers blow a lead the way they did to the Denver Nuggets to lose 111-105 and force game six, this was one of those results that I did not see coming at all. I, 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 I could tell you, I'd tell you, I'd, I'd thought the Rockets could win uh, tomorrow over the Lakers before I thought the Clippers would not win this game. They had held Jamal Murray down all series. They had a 16-point lead. Denver was awful in the first half. They were ready to go home and no killer instinct from the, from the Clippers. Somehow they blow this lead and Jamal Murray goes off. He's five out of seven from three-point range. They got hot from three in the second half and now we have game six. And it boils down pretty simple. If you can hold Jamal Murray down, you can beat the Nuggets. If you can't, you're not going to win. Three games this series, he's had less than 20 points. The Nuggets are 0-3. Two games with more than 20 points where he's been able to go off 
and they're 2-0. and So, really, we, we talked about this secret the other night. As good as Nikola Jokic is, this is really Jamal Murray makes this team go. Winning and losing depends on him. But, man, I, I tell you, I scratch my head and I go, what, what is up with the Clippers? I, I, I don't understand how this was a game that it wasn't like the Nuggets came out and out-energized them or shot 55% from the floor or went crazy from three. They were 16 from 30 for the game. None of that happened. This is a game that they were ready to give to the Clippers. And the Clippers had a bad fourth quarter. The bench was terrible. Lou Williams was bad. And somehow we're going to game six. I am stunned at this outcome tonight. Denver cranking up the defense in the fourth quarter, holding the Clippers to just 25 points, so outscoring them by 13. But the, the big part to it, Paul George had a great game when you just look at the overall box score. He was pretty invisible come the fourth quarter better job defensively and and he just wasn't looking for a shot only two of five uh two two point makes missed two three point shots uh otherwise he was quiet he looked at Kawhi Leonard he had three three pointers uh in the the period missed his other four shots whatever you'll take the the three makes uh, to try to keep it close after a couple of big stretches of inactivity and, and lack of scoring I think there was one point where they went nearly five minutes without a bucket uh, and Michael Porter jr who got uh, everybody all outraged uh, after the last game talking out of school and and kind of saying give me the ball he went Keyshawn Johnson man give me the damn ball uh, they did and he hit a shot. And he, and he made a big shot over Lou Williams. Uh, he had a big assist to, to Jokic. And he was fantastic on the defensive end for the final several minutes of the game. He lived up uh, and, and backed up the talk. And, and he talked about it in the post game of going, look, they said, uh, it ain't about you. Let's go. <laughs> and he went and even though he not, had not had a great game, he finished strong. And now you force a game six and. Looking in Clipperland, you know, Kawhi's got to go to the podium. What's he going to say? Uh, let's next game. Uh, we, we, we got another one. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, for the Clippers, tried to break through that ceiling, man. Sometimes that last step is the hardest one. And even Paul George said it after the game, but watch the, the Clippers just didn't play with the same set of intensity. It's a closeout game. You, you, I, mean, I, I know you think that, okay, we're up 3-1 and they're ready to go home, but you have to have that intensity. It's a closeout game. you got to smell it. That's what championship teams do. They smell the closeout. And clearly the Nuggets played with more desperation, and that, that fourth quarter was fantastic, and they said, no, we're not ready to go home. And I give them all the credit in the world for that, but really it should have never come to that. If the Clippers had, had even come close to matching their intensity, they'd have been able to do it. And Paul George talked about it after the game and said, okay, hey, credit to them. They played harder than we did. I, I, I really – I thought that very, was their hallmark. Isn't that what yeah, they do? Yeah, They yeah, play hard. They're a bunch yeah. of Joe Kim Noahs. That's what it is. Streetlights, man, not spotlights. They have a lot of highly paid multimillionaires who are the highest paid players in the game, but it's streetlights over spotlights. You know, Kawhi's not getting paid. Paul George isn't getting paid. None of those guys are getting paid. <laughs> streetlights over spotlights. I mean, that, that – that's it. And, and this is when things get a little rocky for the Clippers because they've still never been to a conference final. Even the Knicks have been to a conference final. They've, they've never been, to a, been to a conference final. Remember, they were on during the OJ chase. Hey, we won a championship. We won a couple of championships. Ah, I mean, uh, you, you, you were a zygote. 
Well, one I wasn't alive for, uh, and and I, I I wasn't watching that. So look, I mean, this is this is the this is the Clippers. That, this is a, they've never gotten past this point, and it it was it's really stunning to see them blow this game this way and not have that sense of okay, we have everything we have going right. We have a big lead. We can close out the series. We have, nope, we're going to let them out execute, out hustle, and out everything us in the fourth quarter. Because look, it, it, they still had it in the fourth quarter. It was mm-hmm. still the Clippers game, and Denver outscores them 38-25. I mean, that's inexcusable in a closeout game that you that you can't do that. So I, I'll tell you, I really I, w- I would have been less surprised if the Rockets somehow won tomorrow night uh, over the over the Lakers when that when the Rockets clearly have one foot on the plane to leave. Uh, <laughs> well, one been... of their guys already was forced to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's beating everybody by a day. Uh, you got know, ejected. Got... <laughs> he just had to sit at the airport. They're not letting him fly home separate. No. It, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel House. Uh, Listen, I'm, I'm leaving. It, okay. Was ejected. He just got ejected. So, so this is we have more NBA coming up, but that's a really big deal with the Clippers, and yeah. we'll have more on the Clippers. And 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 listen, uh, you know who knows what's going to happen, how the rest of this game is going to unfold between the Celtics and the Raptors. It's been exciting back and forth so far. It's everything you wanted a game seven to be, uh, but this is a big football Friday, right? We have the first weekend of the National Football League. It's here. You're hearing normal things on sports talk radio and on TV about football and games and previews and we're giving you our big um, bold predictions. We also have our upset specials for the week coming your way in a few minutes. But this story coming off of last night's game is gaining a lot of attention. NFL ratings are down on opening night from a year ago. An average audience of 19.3 million viewers tuned in to watch the Chiefs beat the Texans 34-20. Now, it is the most-watched TV event since the Academy Awards. No other show on Thursday night surpassed 4 million viewers, so I'm pretty sure that the the NFL is going to be okay, but... Ratings were down 13% compared to last year's game. All right, so last year's game drew an average audience of 22 million. Who played this last was, year's game, Jason? This, this, was, this was 19 million. It was the Jets in a scrimmage. And it's uh, look, I get uh, the, the I get the the intensity of the Jets, but you know that's a that's a big thing. Watching the Jets play against each other, you're going to get 25, 27 million people watch. Who who's, who started the season last year? Last year was the Patriots and. No. No, it was the Patriots? What was the was kickoff? The Packers and the Bears. Packers and the Bears, that's Which right. Which is going to crush any that's ratings right. for the Chiefs beating the hell out of the <laughs> Houston Texans. So when we talk average ratings, let's call it what it is. That game was not competitive for a very, very long time. Uh, look, this is this is. There's a couple of reasons why there's the ratings a lot to are it, down, yeah. right? And uh, look, of course, everybody's going to default to and say you know, it's politics. NFL's politics. We had the moment of unity that people booed. We had a team in the locker room. You're going to say politics, politics, politics. Okay, time out for a second. Uh, number one, the first thing you have to realize is that uh, yes, the ratings are down. You can't you can't you can't salt it away. I'm sure the NFL would have liked to have seen bigger numbers coming back. You had the Super Bowl champions. You had Patrick Mahomes. You had Deshaun Watson. You had exciting players playing this year. Uh, number one, uh, you also had the NBA playoffs on last night, and I'll tell you what everybody in Los Angeles, the number two market, was watching. They were what they were watching the Lakers. Everybody was watching the Lakers. You had the you have you have the NFL season up against the 
NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs as well. It's never happened before. And you're talking about four or five million people at least that are watching those games compared to the NFL. Now, if there was no NBA game, would many more people in Los Angeles? Of course they would. The ratings would about be where they are. So that's a big part of it. But if you want to say politics, all right, you want to say politics, it's really what we talked about earlier this week. All right, if you really want to think politics is a reason. I know people who have subscribed to this, I can just tell by the way the ratings have been for all the other sports, is that since the pandemic, the average fan has been a little bit slower to come back and embrace the return of sports. Not that they haven't come back, and not that most people haven't come back, but you've seen a little bit of leeching off the ratings of all the sports, right? When all the sports came back, we thought it was going to be big. They went through peaks and valleys. The MLB ratings were low for a while. They've come back up. NBA ratings were good, but some of the games were low, and, and they're having some issues. When the pandemic hit, we all picked up politics as our everyday rooting for and against. And once sports has come back, everybody's lives have changed. So is it as much of a priority on a Thursday? When you think about all the the different things, we're living different history every single day in this country where where big decisions are made, life-changing decisions are made regularly. And we're just having to roll with them, with schools opening, not being opening, with, with being able to go out to eat, not being out, out, out to eat, uh, masks versus no masks. All of these things are happening every single day. And so just the, the some average sports fans have just been a little slower to come back. And is Thursday night Chiefs and the Texans a game they really have to see if stuff crazy stuff is going on? Okay, you know, my, my daughter did Zoom school today and she's got, I, we got to do some homework on it tonight. Whatever. There are so many other things going on that – the average sports fan, some of them, not all of them, but some of them have just been a little bit more hesitant about coming back because other things have gone on and their lives have changed. It's no longer a priority that it used to be. Now, if we get into a, a more normal type fall and, and things start getting back to uh, the lives that we had a few months ago, it's not going to be full normal probably for another year. But if we start getting some of that normalcy, you're going to see everybody will be back and you're going to see people watching NFL on the weekends and, and, and people are saving their games for Sunday. You know, I got to make sure whatever I do, this is crazy times right now. I got to make sure I make my time out so I can watch the Jets on Sunday, or I got to watch the Cowboys on Sunday. This this is what my priority is going to be. Lazing around and watching sports, you know, we use some people just aren't back to that point yet because of picking up politics, because other things have happened, because other things are are gaining their attention. It's just sometimes been a bit slower for them to return to it. They'll be back, and you'll see it'll be a slow, steady climb for the NFL, because it is the NFL. No one's going to not watch the NFL, but I can see exactly why the ratings are down, and it's not something that's terrible. They didn't drop off a cliff and go, boy, 10 million people watched. What happened? We lost half the audience. It's It was down a little bit, and part of it is you have other sports going on. The other part of it is this is where the country is right now. We're still figuring out the rules every single day. Well, and we we fight about ratings for regular television all the time, too. Right now, it's just the spotlight is on sports when we have these returns to action. But we've been trying to figure out what the new normal is in terms of how ratings are calculated. Are you picking up all the digital folks properly as you go through? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, But but certainly for network shows, the, the ratings that you used to have, if you were the juggernaut, have been, what, halved? If I'm being kind, 
right, saying your top-rated shows. They're nowhere near the, the level, given the number of cable channels and everything else. Said it with the NBA. Said it, said it, say it here. It's, you know, viewing habits change. You get into your routines. It's one of 256. So while I may celebrate it and you may celebrate it and some of you out there, a lot of you out there, right, obviously you're listening to Sports Talk Radio. You're celebrating its return. A lot of folks are mired in a, in a lot of other things right now, a lot of other concerns. And when you still go over $20 million, again, for a game that was a game for about a quarter and a half before it got out of sorts, and then maybe you came back at the end because you wanted to see if something crazy happened. <laughs> Look, because gamblers don't watch games. Sorry to uh, disappoint folks. They're not sitting there for three hours. They make their bets, move on, and then they come back and analyze the data after it's over, uh, and they get the update on their phones as to whether they want to get some more in-game bets in. That's it. Fantasy owners, true degenerates, yeah, they'll, they'll watch from you know, the opening kickoff to the last snap of Sunday night football. And a lot of NFL fans are the same way, much like you would on a co- normal college Saturday when you, you get up and kickoffs 9 a.m. here, sometimes 8 a.m. Uh, West Coast time, and you don't go to bed until Hawaii's put things to bed. Well, you have that section of fans. But even fa- fantasy owners, you get updates on your team and you get highlights sent to you. What else do you need? You scroll Twitter. You don't necessarily sit in front of a TV. You go on, a, on about your day and the rest of your life. What does that mean? It's not showing up on the television meters as to having watched. So there, there's a lot that goes in there, too. I've always said there's a lot of noise and certainly trying to figure out how to capture all of this in a digital world, whether it's video or audio. Uh, it's all a mess, and you're trying to normalize it and figure out how to get rid of the clutter. And if I, you told me you got more than 20 million or nearly 20 million average for that game, again, we enjoyed it. We had it covered last night. It was not a competitive game for most of it. You watched Deshaun Watson run for his life. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. An incredible ending to an NBA game. Celtics and the Raptors, I, I still don't get it. We got Rick Buecher, uh, NBA insider, stopping by in a couple of minutes, and maybe he's going to be able to help us make sense of the final few seconds for the Raptors. They don't box out after the Celtics miss a couple of free throws. Celtics are able to get back at the free throw line, make their lead three points. And then with 30 seconds left, the Raptors run a let's wind the clock down and clear out for Fred Van Vliet who can't get his own shot, throws up a a prayer that goes about 30 feet in the air, uh, doesn't come near the rim. Celtics get the rebound. They hit a couple of free throws, and they move on 92-87. They go on to the Eastern Conference Finals to take on my heat. So it's Mike Celtics and my heat. And, you know, well, there's plenty to get to with the Celtics and what we expect with the Celtics and the Heat. But, I'm like, I still can't get over the way the Raptors play these final, this final 35 seconds here. That's so unlike them because this is a championship team. Everybody on this team won last year. And, and, and to just brain cramp and, and, and to call that kind of play for Fred Van Vliet. I get it if you're calling that play for Kawhi, but you're not setting a pick for him or anything. You're going to isolate him on the other side of the court? Celtics are saying, hey, thanks, man. We're going to send you a great gift basket after this you really did us a favor in those final 30 seconds working the ball back out well past the top of the key and then settling for the shot that they did they they ran no screens they didn't try to create traffic to get them a little bit of space didn't try to to go two for one you know get a quick basket drive to the hole because it was spread out right they spread the floor didn't matter uh, you saw van vliet decide he was going to to dribble it out and it's one of those things where we're screaming at the television, you and I silently because we were on air and talking about you know <laughs> other things. But the the idea being that you know this is a team that's been built on the excellence of execution, 
right? It's been about the little things and the devil in the details. You don't box out, and then a guy who's had a pretty poor shooting night, you're going to ISO him and give him no help. And you saw Marcus Smart get just enough of the ball to to misdirect, and it falls helplessly in front of the rim, uh, snagged by the Celtics, and away we go. It's just baffling, right? Much like the lack of killer instinct that we saw earlier from the Clippers. I'm tying them together because they're they're pretty much the same team in terms of what you expect in, in terms of crunch time and just not letting the moment get too big. Well, it did for both of them today. He is a Fox Sports 1 longtime NBA analyst and insider, Bleach Report senior writer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher. Rick, can you help us with what Toronto was doing in the last 35 seconds of that game? Uh, trying to survive without Kyle Lowry on the floor, essentially. Um, it, it looked like they didn't have a plan, but that, there was a lot of decisions by Toronto, not just in the last 35 seconds, but in the last few minutes that I, for the life of me, I, I get where Nick Nurse believes that Pascal Siakam can be a star at some point, but he had made it painfully clear in this series and in this game in particular, that he could not make a play, and yet they kept putting the ball in his hands time after time after time in the fourth quarter. And they were not only turnovers, not only did they not get a shot, but they were turnovers that, were, that, ran, that, that created direct runouts for Boston. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I just I understand you know sticking with your stars and giving them a chance to make up for past mistakes, but I would have pulled the plug on Pascal a lot sooner than he did. And I, I honestly I think that's where they that's where they lost the game. It wasn't in the last 35 seconds because they were in a position that already put them in a position that they they could not recover from. Rick, these were your Raptors. My Celtics, <laughs> your Raptors. So this one has to hit. No, hey, look, we, we own them as we go. Smith's been sure. crowing about the fact that his team's been sitting and waiting around. My heat. The Miami My heat. heat. So, My heat. you know, and I own this one, uh, even though it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty. This was not a pretty game. But, you know, this they were built on the excellence of execution. I was saying before yep. you came on, and, and all of a sudden that goes out the window. I'm, I'm just baffled yeah it's you know I, I was i was concerned after game two because game two was a game that i thought that that's the kind of game that the raptors should win that they would out execute boston down the stretch and this was the second close game in the series where we didn't we didn't see that happen and i, I think a lot of it came down to uh honestly i, I don't want to bag on siakam but Like, who are you going to play through? I think during the regular season, we saw them be able to play through Siakam a lot. And I knew that uh, just seeing the first matchup in the bubble between Boston and Toronto, that the length of Boston was going to make things difficult on Van Vliet and Lowry. They were not going to be the same guys. Now, I also expected Marcus Gasol to win the matchup if not every night, almost every night with Daniel Tice. And that was almost a wash. I mean, they were they were actually better when they went to OG Ananobi at the five spot at certain times and played super small. So 
I, um, I, I think that the, the execution that we came to appreciate during the regular season, the Celtics took them out of it. And Siakam's lack of being able to contribute anything, I mean, anything other than energy plays, created uh, an issue when it comes to, uh, to execution. And I, now I know I have a peanut gallery here. M- Matt is, is walking in, I don't know, criticizing, second-guessing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, my, wait, Matt, so, so, so Matt Buecher. Give them a breakdown. Where do you think the Toronto Raptors lost the game, Matt? Um, I think you're on radio. You need to talk. Yeah. I know. I think, I think the Raptors lost the game when – Spicy P became their main scorer, had to be become their main scorer, and he was just an energy guy. Instead of he couldn't uh, get anything off the dribble, and it was hard for him to create points. So um, I think that's where they lost the game is in Spicy P. So there, Matt demonstrating that whether or not he was listening or not, he just echoed the exact remarks of his dad. Yeah. Well done, Matt. Well done. Well, I kind of like I got to I kind I got I kind of like the other Buker. I kind of like Matt Buker. I. I, I, I <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like what he said. I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that I took it off speaker and that he didn't hear a word of that. <laughs> You're gonna wake up tomorrow morning. Matt's gonna go. Hey, Dad, I, uh, can you? Uh, I gotta use your office today. Well, I got an interview with Michael yeah. Jordan coming up in about yeah, uh, yeah, half yeah, hour. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> All right, so uh, before we get to the other uh, uh, game from tonight now, your, your early thoughts, Heat and the Celtics. I mean, do you, forget for a second I picked the Heat to go to the NBA Finals. You know, t- take that out of your ear. Uh, how do you see oh. that play in Heat-Celtics, oh. this matchup? Uh, it, it, I, I, love, I love the matchup. I am – just because it, it – I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to side – boy, this is tough. This is really tough um, because I look at some – like Kemba Walker, Goran Dragic, it's kind of a wash, I would expect. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, I, I would give them the edge over Hero and Duncan Robinson. Uh, Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler, I'm going to call that a wash right now. And so – Bam Adebayo versus Daniel Tice. That's where, like, I could see the Heat having the edge ultimately. So it's going to be a matter of can Tatum and Brown, because they're so good, and Tatum especially. I mean, Tatum has just gone to another level, uh, not only as a scorer but as a passer. And I could probably count on one hand the number of threes that he missed seemingly in this series. It just seemed every time he got any kind of a look, it was going down. So it really comes down to, is Adebayo going to dominate the, the five matchup to the point where the Celtics are scrambling? Or is Jason Tatum going to dominate his matchup to the point where the Heat have to adjust. I think that's where the difference is going to be made. And if push comes to shove, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the skilled matchup, and I'm going to say that Jason Tatum is going to drag the drag the Celtics into the, into the finals. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on the hotline with us. 
It's Rick Buecher, Buecher and Friends podcast host. You see him on FS1. Speak for yourself. Joins us each and every week here on the program as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher, R-I-C-B-U-C-H-E-R. And earlier tonight, we saw the Clippers give up a monster lead looking to all send the send the Nuggets home. Instead, they rally from a big deficit. And, and once again, uh, there just didn't seem to be a killer instinct there. Guys disappeared, a couple of shots from Kawhi, but otherwise a quiet fourth. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the thing that has been so disappointing about the Clippers is the two guys, the two six-man candidates, Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams, are giving them nothing close to what they did during the regular season. So what we see is we see the, we see the Clippers building leads uh, with their uh, with their starters, and then usually where they would go to the bench, and the bench would expand it, or at the very least maintain it, if they got something. Particularly at the defensive end, uh, we're not seeing that, and so I, I see a similar thing. Nick Nurse staying with Siakam when he has not had it, had didn't have it for most of the series, and didn't have it uh, tonight, and still looking to him. Doc Rivers went to Lou Williams late, 2 for 10, 0 for 5 from 3. Uh, obviously, a, a target at the defensive end. It's just uh, like the plays that we're used to seeing that elevated the Clippers uh, above and beyond largely was what their bench did and those guys coming in. You know, Kawhi, PG, and those starters, they've been, they've been giving them what you would expect. But they have gotten – they've been losing the battle of the bench, and that's not something we saw from the Clippers all year. And it has – it has continued. I mean, Montrezl Harrell with three rebounds in – I can't remember, 16 or 19 minutes. But that's not – that's not good for him. And he actually looked better tonight than he has in the previous game. So, for me, that's, that's where it is. It's, it's ultimately what you're used to getting from those six men of the year candidates – you're not getting anything close to it. So the, the Clippers are constantly having to build a lead, see it go away, and then have to rebuild it. And at some point, that becomes mentally fatiguing, particularly for a team that, since they got in the bubble, has not played hard and tough for 48 minutes. And honestly, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one who you know, puts the blame on coaches. I'm very slow to do that. But Doc has taken the approach where, and maybe it'll work out in the long run, but he's played a deep rotation and he's stayed with the rotation that he had during the regular season, even though some of those guys in that rotation have not been delivering anywhere close to what they did previously. All right, lastly, Rick, let's get to the other L.A. team, the Lakers looking for the closeout game against the Rockets. I want to throw something out there that we talked about the Rockets last night. A little bit of conspiracy theory, but not quite. I want you to get, get your opinion on this. You ready? Fire away. He says with great trepidation. <laughs> Wait, let me go get Matt Buker back for this question. Hang on, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Everything was fine for the Rockets, right? They went to small ball before COVID, and they gave a lot of teams trouble. They come back yeah. here in the bubble. This is when small ball is going to work. Teams don't have a lot of chance to chances to get into it and affect it. Over the course of 82 games in the playoffs, small ball might not work, but this year, certainly, and they're feeling good about themselves. They win the first two games over Oklahoma City, and everything is awesome. 
and then three things kind of happen all at once. Russell Westbrook comes back. Uh, Woj has the report that, hey, if uh, Mike D'Antoni becomes available, the Pacers might want him. And James yeah. Harden turns into a much more deferential player as a result. All three of these things, forget about the Daniel House thing and, 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 and being sent home from the bubble, all that stuff, that's kind of the last couple of days. But since the middle of the first round, I think there's something going on with the Rockets that we just don't know about yet, whether it's relationship between Harden and Westbrook, D'Antoni, but something because suddenly they went from a team that looked awesome to they can't wait to get out of the bubble and go home. Yeah, and Daniel House winning to get out of the bubble more than any other Rocket and find yes. a way to do that. <laughs> yes, that's in, true. In, in short order. I, yeah, I, I, I – I'm not going to go with the conspiracy theory simply because I anticipated that a team that relies on one player, uh, and I would say one or two players, as much as the Rockets rely on James Harden, that fatigue was going to become a factor without having the normal run-up and then having to play every other day. And so if there was any team that needed to get out of that, that round against Oklahoma City in short order, uh, it, was, it was the Rockets. And I think if you saw, remember, we had the boycott, and we had three or four days off, and then we came back and played, and the Rocket and, and Harden suddenly had a, a, a bounce-back game. I just I believe that all of the trapping – I mean, there's two things. One – the uh, just the energy that was required for Harden to do everything that he was doing, especially with Westbrook out, you know, that 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 has a that has a ancillary effect in that all that Harden had to do to get them through those first couple of games. Well, now he's not the same, even though Westbrook has come back to take some of that off his plate. But Westbrook wasn't playing a, an efficient game, so really wasn't taking anything off his plate. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, it's a failing of, of James Harden's game. And I don't know whether this is a byproduct of fatigue or, I, I mean, I, it's kind of the way he plays. If you double-team him, he's going to try to do one of two things. He's either going to give up the ball and look for someone else to make something happen, or he's going to try and somehow beat that double-team and go one-on-two but he never gives up the ball and then cuts or moves afterward. And the best players who are doubled wear out the double team by doing that. That's what Steph Curry is a, is a master at. And LeBron is the same thing. It's like they give it up and then they move. And so now the defense has to scramble to find them again. And even if they do find them, it pulls the defense out of whack, and it's creating something for somebody else. If you watch James Harden consistently, he gives the ball up, and then he stands there and watches the rest of the team try to play four-on-four four. and because the, the, the double that came to him will recover and get back. So I, I, I don't – look, Daniel House thing, I'm sure guys are disappointed that they, they were the team that had a guy that – couldn't maintain, you know, the standard, but I, I and I, the rumors of Dan Tony being out and Maury being gone. I mean, that 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 hap- that was going on before the bubble. Um, so I, I really I really think it comes down to 
it's a formula that ultimately does not that does not work and we've seen that year after year where Harden gets fatigued can't come through in the clutch uh, becomes more passive and I just think it's you, you're trying to put too much on one guy's plate playing a particular way that takes too much energy you can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher that is at Rick Buecher Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider also his burner account Matt's dad Rick uh, follow <laughs> that one as well Rick as always buddy appreciate it Say, uh, tell Matt he did a great job we'll talk to you next week I no chance that I will tell him that, but um, but 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 thank you, and um, I'll use it as a as a carrot to say he might come on with me again if he uh, if he tightens up his game a little bit. How about right. that? <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Very good. Thanks a bunch, Rick. Have a good week, right. buddy. You got it, guys. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories we're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with grammy award-winning singer-songwriter natalia laforcade what's giving you hope right now well when i see what music does to people 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.